Hello, friends. I'm so glad you can join us today on Making Disciples Naturally, the podcast of the Kansas Communities Ministry. My name is David Dennis, and I really appreciate your listening. You know, I'm excited to continue my discussion with Dr. Richard Spann today. I recently had the privilege of visiting with Dr. Spann, the current director of the Kansas Communities Ministry. On our last podcast, he related some of his history as he grew up in a Christian home, but met the Navigators after he moved back to Wichita and started his practice. He told us about how memorizing scripture and becoming involved in intentional disciple-making was a life-changing experience for him. You know, Dr. Spann is such an inspiration to me and to so many others. Let's hear some more of the wisdom that the Lord has given him. I asked him what unique approach or emphasis the Kansas Communities Ministry brings to the table when it comes to helping people grow spiritually. And I think over the years, as I've looked at other ministries, I've been impressed that the Word of God, the importance of the Word of God has been very central to our ministry. Getting the Word of God into a person's life and letting the Holy Spirit use that to impact and change that person from within. Jim Morris used to say that he wished he could get inside a person's life and heart and change them. And he realized that he could not, but the Holy Spirit could if the Word of God was there. And so I think that has been one of the central keys that we have seen uh, expand the ministry is the Word of God in people's hearts. This is why it's been a very important part of our ministry. The other aspect, I think, and this was exemplified perhaps best by a talk that Lauren Sandy gave years ago down in, I believe it was Tahlequah, Oklahoma, called The Worth of the Individual. And I think the concept that an individual is worth spending time with, they're worth uh, getting to know, to serve, to minister to, not only that they would come to know the Lord, but that they would be a disciple, not only that they would be a disciple, but that they would be a discipler who would disciple others. So I think the willingness to stick with a person for some period of time, years if necessary, to bring them as far as possible by God's grace to see in a personal life. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit like the verse in Colossians 1, 29, which I think is a Phillips version that says, So naturally we proclaim Christ. We warn everyone we meet. We teach everyone we can all that we know about him so that if possible we may bring every man up to, every man up to the fullness of Christ. And this is what I'm working at all the time with all the grace that God gives me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that I, those two things, I think the power of the Word of God and the, the importance of the individual have set our ministry apart, I think, uh, maybe even from other Navigator ministries. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Now, concerning that whole idea of one-on-one discipleship versus group ministry, small group ministry, even large group ministry, um, is there a particular... Uh, model that you would see uh, we can utilize in the Kansas ministries, that is what percentage of our time should be involved with group ministry versus individual one-on-one ministry or how does that interact with each other? That's a good question. And I think if you look at Jesus' ministry and I did this years ago in the Gospels you find that about 30% was large group another 30% small group another 40% individuals uh, so I think there's room for all of these. I think the large group is one where we can find a, uh, maybe find out who's interested in going further, kind of a, 
uh, fishing pool maybe to to know who to invest in and this is the power of our large men's conferences or our group meetings that we have in the fall our conference as well as your typical church surroundings but from that you can pick out those who want to go further who are interested in in knowing the Lord or the word and you can form a small group with them and I think in that group you can do quite a bit more you can instruct you can encourage you can uh, have a deeper influence and I think there's a use for a small group there but in that small group I try to look for the individual the individual whose life I can impact so in any small group be it a Sunday school or memorize the word or whatever I'm teaching I'm looking for the individual not only the individual who I can influence but the individual whose life I can impact mm. and so try to pull them out and then impact that individual now once that individual has has been faithful available teachable and who has really developed a heart for the Lord and people then I think there is an advantage to bring them into a somewhat larger group for training and this is why Tim, uh, why Jim Morris uh, developed the idea of a team concept where a team would have an accepted leader a common objective and vision of it a certain division of labor a strong sense of love and loyalty um, and there's one other aspect of that that I've forgotten but those elements of a team, the five elements of a team, I think, are critical to training, uh, for mutual encouragement, for accountability, uh, for, for fellowship, for, for use of the body of Christ to really work within an individual's life. So I think there are different uses at different points in a person's life in terms of how God would use a large group, small group, and an individual. Yeah, it's very helpful. Thank you. What, what do you say to someone who is very involved in church activities on a committee or two, uh, maybe serves on Sunday morning, and um, feels as though you know they're just doing all they possibly can for the Lord, and maybe they are? Uh, any any advice you would have on balancing those types of commitments with with maybe one on one? And those types of individuals, I think you have to wait for a teachable moment or a felt need. Sometimes people are so consumed with all of that, and a lot of them are worn out and fatigued and don't know it. Mm -hmm. Some of them know it, and I think they're searching, because I think those things alone, business and activity, won't fill the need in their heart for a relationship with the need with Christ and with others. And I think that, number one, to present something different to them than what they're doing Uh, for example I'm teaching this fall a class on how to share Christ in your home using the scriptures that may appear that may appeal to some another uh, presentation that you can offer to in a church setting would be uh, how to develop your, your prayer life how to walk with the Lord how to really understand and apply scripture because those are needs that we all have and if they're willing to carve some time out of their schedule and look at that then those are people that you can begin to invest in and show them something else because I think the Holy Spirit is constantly trying to break us out of our 
self-oriented, self-fulfillment, self-pleasing um, things, whether they're church or not, in order to really deepen our walk with Him and to prepare us for ministry with others. To be the sensitivity to where, where they're at, be willing to spend a little time with them, uh, answer their questions, and be available to them. Mm-hmm. On a practical basis, uh, concerning one-on-one discipleship, uh, do you typically find it helpful to approach someone asking if they would want to get together and read the Bible together, or do you typically wait on people to ask you for help? It's a very good question. I have a friend of mine who says, oh, no, uh, you ought to wait for people to ask. And uh, I pointed out to him and said, well, Jesus asked Philip. His point was, says, yeah, but you're not Jesus. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I have, uh, seriously, I've, I have known people who have done both. Some feel that it is up to them to look for a person. Another individual who is very much used to the Lord will wait for people to ask him. Uh, I have felt quite comfortable approaching people. And I think that I keep my antenna out for anybody who is faithful, available, teachable, person who really wants to go further, person that wants wants to uh, know more about God, a person who has... Uh, maybe a desire to minister to others. Those are the people that, that God can use, and so the Lord has, has motivated me to ask them. On the other hand, I've had a number that have asked me, said, would, would, are you willing to spend some time with me and uh, help me in this area, or uh, are you interested in getting, getting together and do that? So I think the Lord uses both. So you um, pray about someone... Um, to ask the Lord to work in their lives, perhaps to draw them to the Lord, and you sense that there is someone that you might want to approach, what would be an invitation that you would give as far as meeting together? I think it varies from situation to situation. And I, for example, recently there were a couple of men that I began meeting with, and both were from a small group. They both had demonstrated faithfulness in looking at what we were doing together. And so I would I'd give them a call, or I would usually just meet them uh, when I would happen to, to see them again and say, would you be interested in getting together uh, for a while? Uh, maybe once a week we could meet for breakfast. Look at uh, something that I really found beneficial to my walk in discipleship. Or would you like to um, look at this study that I have found on how to, how to reach out and impact your, your neighbors. Um, so whatever I think their felt need is, what would be a good avenue to look at. But generally, I always try to focus on something that will get them into the Word of God, that will get them into prayer, that will get them generally, hopefully, into laying up Scripture in their heart. Mm. Wasn't that great practical information that Dr. Spann shared with us? I really appreciated his comments about the importance of getting God's Word into the hearts of people so the Holy Spirit can use His Word in their lives. I also appreciated his comments about the worth of each individual and the importance of investing in one-on-one relationships. You know, 2 Timothy 2.2 is a bedrock verse for this ministry. It describes four generations. Paul tells Timothy, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful man who shall be able to teach others also. 
My objective is to know Christ in my own life in ever-increasing depth and to make disciples and develop laborers at all times under any conditions in every place I go. Join me next time for more of my interview with Dr. Spam. For more information about our ministry, go to kansasnavs.org. That's K-A-N-S-A-S-N-A-V-S dot O-R-G. Or our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Kansas Communities Ministry. Here you'll find information about upcoming conferences, blog posts, and other events happening in our ministry. Thanks for joining me this time, and we hope you can come back next time for more of Making Disciples Naturally. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the navigators, nor of the Kansas Communities Ministry. Thank you for listening.